0: G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. Alan Fletcher here, aka Dr. Carl Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Jason Cruz here, also known as Nicholas Atkins. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. The best podcast in the entire world. JK, Adam, thanks for taking me down memory lane.
1: You are the best UK Neighbours that anyone could ask for. So welcome to a very special episode of the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Very special because this episode is going out on the day of episode 9000 of Neighbours, which is something we didn't think we were going to get a year ago. So something to really celebrate. And it is also even more special because myself, JK, and my co-host, Adam, are joined by Viva Bianca, a.k.a. Chelsea Murphy, and Stefan Dennis a.k.a. Paul Robinson. Thank you, you two, for so much for, for coming on here and chatting to us. It's absolutely mind-blowing that you two want to want to talk to us about this budding romance that is happening between, between Chelsea and Paul. Uh, before we get to the questions, though, I do just want to tell a little bit of a story about how this podcast came together because I'm sure some people are wondering this too. Uh, Chelsea came onto our screen a couple of months ago and... Put the cat amongst the pigeon straight away. Uh, a fantastic, complex, brilliant character. Uh, me and Adam are like, we need to speak to the person portraying this character because she is fantastic. And uh, we messaged Viva. And Viva, you were so gracious in replying to us and uh, wanting to come on the podcast. And just as we were finalizing dates, etc., etc., you threw a hell of a wild card at us, didn't you, Viva? I
2: certainly did. <laughs>
1: You were just like, hey, here's one for you. How about uh, I bring Stefan along as well? And we can all chat together about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and Adam were like, no, it's, it's okay. We actually just want you, Viva. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> you should say I'll go, that. I'll go with it. <laughs> I'll your resume and, yeah. you know, eventually got you crossed <laughs> the line. Who's
0: that guy, Stefan, who you're talking about? <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> Uh, because you
1: two have become very fast friends since then. Yeah. Uh, did you two just
0: hit it straight off? How, how, did, how did you two become fast friends? No, it's actually a funny story, wasn't it? Because you, you thought I didn't like you. <laughs> Viva thought I didn't like her at first because I sort of clammed up. And I, to be absolutely honest with you, I was a bit shy because I'd heard all of this uh, credibility about Viva and her career and coming on the show, and I was thinking, oh, gosh. And and so rather than sort of being my effusive, normal effusive self, I was a, a little bit um, withdrawn, you could say. Um, and yeah, and I just went really quiet. And Viva thought for the first, I don't know, a couple of weeks or so, you thought I didn't at like At least. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At
2: least a couple of weeks. In and she fact- didn't
0: tell me until a, 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 a while later and said, I thought you didn't like me at first. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't realize that. <laughs> Anyway.
2: Which is actually quite funny because Stefan often tells me when he's talking about someone else, he'd be like, at first I thought they didn't like me. And i am like, why do you always think they would not like you? Which is funny because when I first met you, I thought you didn't like me. Um, yeah, he was, it was at least like four weeks or something where we would meet on set and just run the lines, do the scene, only really sort of talk about the scene, and then he would disappear. And I just assumed because he was, a heritage neighbours actor, he didn't have time for the likes of me, newcomer. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, I guess he doesn't find me that interesting, so I'll I'll give up the small talk.
0: And the irony <laughs> is the, the fact, of course, that Chelsea thinks Paul doesn't like Chelsea as well. Yeah. At, at the time. No. Well, he didn't at the time. <laughs> it wasn't that he didn't. He just didn't have any time for it. Yeah.
3: Well, I thought maybe because you're both playing essentially bad guys in, in the show, I thought maybe you were made to sit on the bad guy table in like catering or something and that's how you got talking, like we spoke to Costa the other week, maybe you two, Costa and all the other bad guys are made to sit together and you have to kind of, yeah, sit on your own, was it any anything yeah. to do with that or anything?
0: Yeah, we have the bad, we have the bad guy club at work, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, it's funny you mention uh, lunch because that was the turnaround for yeah. us as friends. It was when Stefan started joining me for lunch. I realized, oh, he, he does like me.
0: He speaks.
2: Yeah, he speaks. <laughs> um, I did something on set today that must have been a little bit interesting because he's, he's finally wanting to engage in conversation. Yeah. So we started to have lunches together, right? Mm. Yeah.
3: And
0: what lunch? Do you, want, do you want to talk about that? What did you want yeah, for your really lunch? lunch. Good lunch food. Yeah. Sorry, that was good what, food lunch on what lunch. Yeah. Like really good. We food. have really good catering yeah. at Neighbors. Oh yeah, no, we've heard
1: fantastic yeah. things about the catering. Mm. Uh, <laughs> like literally, everyone spoke to has just got catering is
0: amazing there. Catering is absolutely amazing. But that's what actors do. It's like, what time's lunch, or what's on for lunch, and what time do we knock off? Yeah, it's so
2: true. And when your call time is like five a.m., uh, you're yeah, you're really looking forward to. What's lunch. on for
0: breakfast? Mm. <laughs>
3: So how how was like the fir- what was like the first scene that the two of you did together and how did that go then was it kind of Chelsea in full Chelsea mode at the time how did how how did that go the first scene what was
0: the well, this, first thing you did together the first scene well to me I thought the first scene was really cute because Chelsea is um, being introduced to Paul by um, Sarah Kara Kara Kara. No, That's it. Um, well, does that
3: happen a lot do you kind of yeah. is there any times when you call each other diff- like your real names and things like that? Is that does that happen quite a lot
0: yeah occasionally on...
2: once you get to know people you yeah, stop making you just, that mistake yeah. just as you would right you just but it's just, it's just
0: it's just such a strange thing, Cara playing Sarah or Sarah playing Cara. I mean, come on, give me a break. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so so Cara was introducing her sister to Paul and Chelsea's all charm and lovely and I love it. And you go, date and Paul just doesn't Yeah, you. Yeah, you're like, mm, yeah, okay. Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: Like that like, wasn't actually nah. the first thing we shot, though. I
2: think that's the first thing.
0: No, that, that's the first in- scene on air. The, but the it audience to sees together. The first thing
2: we shot together was um, – The area outside
0: called the the plaza in the plaza, yeah, 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 yeah. in the
2: plaza where um Chelsea has been rejected at least once or twice, maybe just once, Mm. and approaches Paul uh again to reintroduce herself and then sort of gets dismissed again. Oh,
1: when when Chelsea uh with the perfume, no, no, it's
2: it's even before that, She's she's just trying for an introduction and sort of trying to sort of find some familiar ground because she's also a businesswoman, but he doesn't even listen to that. It's a brief exchange and his phone rings and he
1: leaves her kind of. Yeah. Then I think the next, I think the kind of next scene that you then was, you kind of spray that part and then that
2: that gets calls
1: attention. Yeah. In the waterhole. Calls attention. So so Viva, uh, do you have an idea of what, because one of the things I really love about, Chelsea's character is that. You're not quite sure what her how far is she prepared for things. So do you have an idea? do you have a, a theory about how far Chelsea was prepared right at the start? How like how like we, we all saw she was researching the, the Robinson family tree.
2: Right. Uh,
1: is that her doing just like a background research? How how far do you think this character goes into into planning things? Uh,
2: I think she's come to Ramsey Street uh with a, a pretty strong intention to meet Paul, and it's to uh, get her business off the ground. But I think her kind of bigger objective is that she could have a romance with him and be kind of partner in business, partner in life. So I think she has mm. like a vision board. We discussed this in one of our first rehearsals. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Chelsea's like vi- vision boarding the hell out. Yeah, of
3: she problem. would have a vision board. And-
2: yeah. yeah. And, and like, do you know what I mean? Like she's one of those girls.
3: Yeah. <laughs> have you, have either, are you one of those girls? Have you no. got a vision? Did you have a vision board that was like, I'm going to do all these things? Because you've <laughs> like got a lot of other things like going on. on it? Yeah. No,
2: it didn't. No, I have not done that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had, I wouldn't admit it, right?
3: That's true.
0: <laughs> that is true.
3: She's in like all seduction mode when she turns up, isn't she? And she she does the napkin and she writes the name on the napkin, Chelsea Chelsea Robinson, I think it is on the napkin.
2: Manifesting, manifesting. Vision boarding, manifesting. I think, yes, so I think she's done her research and remember like just to go back a little bit more, she's also a mother. She has older children. She had them very young. She, had, she was probably one of those like teen pregnancy. So Sarah and I, Sarah who plays Kara, have agreed that they have sort of come from a lower socioeconomic background, those sisters, and um, Chelsea believes that she was born for greater things. She's, I kind of always, I told you this, I saw her as, no, I don't know if this is going to sound politically incorrect, but I'll just say it. She sort of sees herself as like she should be Meghan Markle. Like that's where Mm. she's meant to Mm. land and born into that life, but she's determined to create it for herself.
0: So is that what she's going to do to Paul? She's going to turn Paul into the the shell of a man that Harry is now?
2: That's right. No, I I just think that, um, yeah, so she came with a very strong intention and um, she's pretty good actually at... um,
0: Things falling
2: into place, like, because quite a lot of what she has in mind does work out, you know, and you know, you see people like that in life where they are. um, And and I don't even think with Chelsea, it's she doesn't have nasty intentions toward anyone. Even with Remy, like those, those conflict scenes with Remy, Chelsea's not actually nasty to Remy. She's just kind of constantly dodging the bullets because she's being judged for her chess game. Remy doesn't appreciate the way Chelsea goes about life. But Chelsea like, that's just how I do life. Like, you do you. I'm doing me. I'm on a mission. Yeah. I'm not really hurting anyone.
0: That's yeah, the thing. The way you've kind of got to take your hat off to Chelsea in the way she does manipulate her life and, and everything uh, to do, with, as you say, manifest the, the things that she needs. Um, because, you, you know, to have, well, she has nothing at the moment and she wants something and she's probably had something before and before that she had nothing in that. So she manages to sort of, you know, drive her life along and, and, and get what she wants. She succeeds in what she uh, sets out for and you've got to kind of take your hat off to that.
2: And it's not like she doesn't have work ethic and grit. No. And as you'll see um, as the episodes will play out without giving any spoilers, Chelsea's a worker. Yeah, like she she's yeah. not just sort of a she doesn't want to hook up with Paul and just have manicures and spray tans every day.
0: Because the thing about it she's is, a, is,
2: she's a worker. She's a businesswoman. Yeah, and
0: yeah. Then, and and that's probably one of the things that driving that's driving the attraction from Paul's side yeah. is because um, it's quite well known in the past. Paul's actually openly said. I can't stand women who are boring. In other words, you know, if they're not ambitious, they're not smart, they're not having got, uh, uh, you know, a bit of get up and go and a bit of gusto. He's just not interested. He uh, There's a, a, a well-known scene where uh, this very, very cute receptionist that Paul employed and she just started. Um, and she was sort of being all lovely and innocent and all of that. And Paul uh, puts on the charm and says, hey, 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 you know, do you want to come up and see the sunset in my penthouse? In other words, you know. Um, and she straight away goes, oh yeah, okay. And he goes, yeah, maybe another time, he's <laughs> away, uh-huh. he? because he's straight away because there's no easy. there's no challenge, yeah. Wow. So so whereas with Chelsea, he can see he can see one there's a challenge coming up, and two there you know she's got drive, she's got ambition. Paul loves that. Paul loves Paul loves a powerful woman.
3: Mm. Do you think he sees a bit of? I'm going to say the name. This name might come up again in a little minute. Does he see a bit of Therese? In Chelsea, is he kind of not replacing Therese, but is the kind of, the things that he liked about her, is he seen again in Chelsea, that kind of go-getter who won't take no for an answer, who's, you know, strong, powerful woman, heels and shoulder pads or whatever it may be. Is there a little bit of that there? Is he doing the old replacement?
0: Well, it's a twofold thing. And again, with uh, Chelsea's orchestration, She's very really smart in that sense as well because she's yeah. seen what attracts Paul. She's seen what Therese does—how she looks, mm-hmm. how she smells, that you know, her business acumen, all of that—and mm-hmm. she goes right, mm-hmm. okay, tick, 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 yeah, oh, tick. Right. I'll straight away. So that gets Paul's interest straight away. But the other thing—that does
2: that get his interest?
0: Well, it does. Is that but
2: Chelsea makes those adjustments.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, there's that that time where. Uh, you're wearing the same perfume oh, that yeah. Therese is wearing. Yeah. And he goes, oh, that, oh, no, it reminds me of somebody because she said, oh, do you like it? And he said, oh, no, it just reminds me of somebody. Yeah. So Yeah, so the, it's the, the triggers are there. Um, so I guess it's happening. But the other interesting thing that I think is makes the relationship go to where it's starting to go, and that is the fact that, um, underneath all of this bravado and and uh, strategizing and manipulating of her her life and career with Paul, um, she's also got this wonderful compassionate being underneath it as well and I think Paul sees the warmth of that and that's that is also immensely attractive at all because again that's what Therese had yeah, yeah. Mm,
2: and i I'm not sure where you guys are at with. Uh, which episode? What's the latest episode
1: you've seen? Oh, uh, I literally watched one before we came on. Uh, so I think we're at with with uh, Chelsea and Paul is that Chelsea has just moved into the penthouse. Paul has agreed to that. Uh, Chelsea had his phone last week and was dealing with calls. Adam has problem with this. By the way, right? Far. So, <laughs> so the last one we saw, like
3: last, I think it was Thursday last week. We yeah. saw. Therese has been to see Paul to check on him, see if he's okay and everything. Chelsea kind of drops her in it with coming down in the elevator and he he drops her in it with Toadie, I think it was. And then Paul gives Chelsea his phone because he's in a bit of a bad way Mm. um, and says, yeah, you can have the phone. And then she deletes the message from Therese on the phone that says, I'm thinking of you or whatever it was. Stefan, would you give your phone so willingly to Viva and just let her go through your messages? I know you're pals, but I just, it felt like quite a big step in this early relationship. Let me think about this for a long time. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not because I, I imagine you've got loads of dodgy stuff on your phone. You just wouldn't do it, would you?
0: Like, no, you've been on the nail. I've got all this dodgy stuff on my
3: phone. <laughs> What about you, Viva? Would you give your phone away so willingly? What's the deal? What, like, I? no, no one would. No, <laughs> no.
2: Um, I think that's a really curious turning point in the story, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I well, think that it, is. I mean, it's is. also curious that he says yes to Chelsea moving in. I mean, that's, yeah, they really only started mm-hmm. on as, you know, in a romantic, intimate way, like it's, and at the, and his son just died. But of course, that's the reason. His son just died. I was just, just going to say that's,
0: that's why there's this element of trust going on. Yeah. yeah. And
2: enormous alienation from your family and community. Mm. And aside from Therese, and that's complicated, and she's married, you have this woman who you've just started an intimate relationship with who's saying, I'll stand by you. I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. Which, when no one else is, I mean, I imagine that would be deeply comforting. Mm. Right? Hmm. Yeah.
3: No, I think you're right. I think, yeah, definitely. So, do you, like earlier, it was kind of said that they were both kind of, not bad guys, but they are definitely complex individuals that have kind of found this common ground. Um, Vivi, you, you're kind of thinking you're not a bad guy, I think, at this
2: stage. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know that from the construct... Um, of of the show from a storytelling yeah. perspective like Paul Robinson's a villain and that was also that's also the purpose of Chelsea in the story but of course in Neighbours all bad characters have to also be redeemable and yes. multidimensional yeah. so and, and as an actor you would never play I've, I've played a few villains you, you wouldn't ever approach a villain from a from a, I'm a bad person perspective. You've it's always-
3: going, Yeah, you need a lot mind. going on, don't you? You're is pressured. it more fun to play a bad guy though? What's that? Is it more fun to play the, the villains, the bad guys? Cause
0: both of you kind of done that. Like, yeah, yeah gotta be, it right?
2: Is it is really fun.
0: This is, yeah, there's more going on and there's, and there's a lot more complexity. Um, and I, I, this is terrible for me to say and make comparison, but the I, I equate Viva's character, Chelsea, To be very similar to the character of Izzy, if you remember Izzy Hoyland. Yes. I loved Izzy. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. And that's the way that, you know, I feel the audience should start looking at at, that. I'm not telling the audience, you know, what to do, but but (laughs) to, to start seeing the character of Chelsea rather than being just this villainous gold digger. Um, she's not at all. She knows what she wants. She sets out in life to get what yeah. she wants. But she's not a bad, as, as um, Bieber was saying, she's not a bad person. She's got compassion. She's got empathy. She's got care. She's she's a, you know, she's a gentle person. Well,
2: she does um, for Paul, and that, that will come out more and more mm-hmm. now that I know sort of where, where you're up to, like what's screened.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: She's only just moved in with Paul, and Paul she, she will continue to hold space for Paul's grief. Um, in, in a way that, yeah, you will, like, it will be revealed that Chelsea is, um, the relationship becomes tender mm-hmm. because of that. So, and perhaps, you know, again, without sort of providing spoilers, I guess, um, when it's clear her intention to begin with was calculated and their relationship is transactional, which is actually a conversation they had, you know, where they both...
1: Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that scene.
2: Table. Refreshing, right? Just to be Yeah, honest.
1: Yeah, that's and exactly what it was. Yeah, refreshing. We
2: both did when we read it. But then at, over time, I think the audience will see that um, it evolves. It, the relationship matures into something more nuanced and complex as they develop real feelings.
1: Yeah, where... We're really excited to see that like said so okay. Chelsea putting putting herself in 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 the penthouse and kind of in charge of Paul's life at this point as well you can yeah. she like you said she's doing it for a, a compassionate reason but one of the thing one of the things I've really liked about the Chelsea carrots as well is that she does she rolls with the punches really really well like because nobody could see the devastation of what was going to happen with David uh, and we'll, we'll talk about that that surely, but how she saw that whole situation and didn't let that, de- that could have easily just derailed everything and Chelsea could have gone away and go, well, there was, there was no, there was no hope there, but instead right. Chelsea has, has assessed it and just gone full steam ahead with, with, it, with probably a different plan with a plan B on the, uh, on the uh, vision board. I imagine it's probably plans A to Z on that vision board.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, there's a determination there. I guess, um, perhaps she also sees that again, because he's become alienated from everyone else, she has an opportunity to be the one who can he can lean on, which works out to be a good strategy. So, by the way, when I say she has compassion, that doesn't mean that she's not manipulative as well. I, again, I think it's sword with her all the time she's she's also why is she like that i think she's like that because she's desperate there's always a reason to be right she she doesn't have any money and she doesn't have a home she's homeless and her own sister has kicked her out because of her sister's wife so at this point and she's in really big credit card debt so this is a woman who while she seems glamorous and you know uh, is projecting an image of success. That's just not her reality. So um, desperation would likely lead to desperate measures. And that's exactly what happens.
3: Mm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like you mm. say, there's, there's far much, there's more to this character to call him, definitely. Like we, it's only early days at the moment. Like I said, we've we've seen her as a bit of a baddie to begin with, but we've only seen her for about, what, a month? That might be it. Oh, like she stays,
2: she stays. He's like a little bit of a baddie.
0: <laughs> Let's make this clear, right? Yeah. She's, she's <laughs> sort of like
2: Paul Robinson, camp yeah. of uh, well,
3: uh, yeah. It's fun. Well, it's funny you should mention that. We do like a spin-off um, podcast as well with um, Coastal News, and they are the Home and Away podcast. So we do a little because we've decided the, the raging battle, which which is better, neighbors or home and away. I mean, we all know. Obviously, us four all know it's neighbours. It's obvious, um, but we do a different battle each month about a certain thing. And the other month, we did best villains from each soap. So they brought like their top villains of all time. We picked some villains, um, and then they do battle, and we put our case forward. Uh, and we, they put we put it out to the fan base,
1: and they they vote for whoever they think is is. The yeah, best everybody
3: villain. everybody votes on it. And uh, Viva, I don't know. Like, I'm gonna. Drop this on you now, but you are actually sitting next to the winner of the best Aussie soap villain of all time. That guy right there, Mr. Paul Robinson, Stephen Dennis. Yes, there you go. What an accolade! (laughs) Yeah, Stephen, how do you feel about that?
0: Biggest best villain of all time? Uh, I don't know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, is it really? Um, I I mean. been talking about it's a really good thing, but you know, yeah. But, but yeah, and you know, it's really weird because um, you know I've, I've, I haven't been told I'm the best uh, villain of all time. That's actually quite nice, but um, I, I quite often because of other actors that I know who have played villains and you know, villainous uh, characters, um, and they get accosted in the street. They get to, there was one guy who was actually on no, it wasn't Home and Away. I think it was Sons and Daughters, an earlier one, and. He was playing, and he wasn't even a villain. He was just a bad dude, and apparently he broke up with the girlfriend in not a very nice way. And he's sitting in, the, the actor is sitting in uh, a quiet bar with his mate having a quiet drink one day, and this guy comes up and he says, Oi, so-and-so called him by his character name. He said, Why did you drop Rachel, whatever name is? Why did you drop Rachel? Poof, and punched him. <laughs> And I'm, I, I don't want to live like that. No. And, and poor old Vivian bless her Hart, Vivian Grey, who used to play Mrs. Mangle, and she yeah. was Mrs. Jessup on, on uh, Sullivan's before that. Also, again, not a villain, just a you know, not a very nice character, a horrible character. Um, and she used to get uh, stones thrown at her house. She used, to get, she used to get yelled at in the street. And she actually ended up moving to the UK to escape it in Australia. And I think then she copped it in the UK.
3: Yeah, and i over here.
0: <laughs> people can't see that, the, you know, they don't know where the line is. And, and I always think, oh, my God, this is going to happen to me. And yet the, the, the odd thing is... Um, I'll walk down the street and people go, hey, Paul, legend! And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have that. Thing. In fact, I've, a, a famous story, i say, one of the probably the worst thing I've ever had done to me as far as, a, a, you know, a reaction to my villainous ways is I was walking down the street in the UK one time, just down this little quiet village, and I walked past, and this, this old woman, is uh, she walked past me, and I kept going the other way, and then all of a sudden she turns around and she yells out to me, she says, Paul! And I went, obviously me. And I turned around, she came marching back up to me and she whacked me across the arm and she said, You're a naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if, yeah. if, if it's going to get to that, that's all right. Yeah. I think People, what do you think about that? If you're
3: being a bit of a baddie as well, are you ready for this? Are you ready to get jumped by old ladies in the street? Or what, what are you thinking?
2: Sorry, because I'm not, well, I'm. I don't think I'm like Chelsea and um, I'm a really sensitive. They don't
3: know that. <laughs> the great. fans think you're Chelsea.
2: That's what I mean. So yeah. I'm not prepared for that yeah. because I, I will, I'd I be like, ooh, I'd probably start
3: crying. <laughs> I
2: mean, I'm a bit, bit thicker-skinned than that. But I, I definitely don't want people abusing me in the street. Um, let's no. hope it doesn't get to that. I was going to say, I think that um, Paul uh, – Paul Robinson is luckily one of the villains who people love to hate. So there's like mm-hmm. a lovely deliciousness. Definitely. About mm-hmm. Paul Robinson. Um, That's it. There's two,
3: there's two kinds of villains, aren't there? There's the ones that you love to hate, like Paul or Heath Ledger and Joker. Like you love love that character anyway, even though he's such a bad guy. What do you think kind of makes a good villain? If like, Viva, you've played villains before. We can maybe talk about that in a second. But what... What do you think makes a good villain? Because there's the two kinds, either the ones that you love to hate or the ones
0: that you just
3: hate, aren't there as
0: well? Vulnerability. Mm. Vulnerability is one of the things that turns the audience towards them um, as opposed to just out and out hating them. Mm. And, again, you know, I've, I was going to say Paul hasn't really done anything yet. No, that's rubbish. Paul's done some really bad things. <laughs> we can list them if you want. <laughs> speaking,
2: speaking of vulnerability, how amazing has Steph's work been in the last however many episodes? Let's talk about that. Yeah. All, um, David's death thing. I mean, I've been watching it thinking... It's hard to see Paul as a villain now.
1: Yeah, it's and hard. To, yeah, it really he is.
2: travels in such an honest, vulnerable human way. Um, I'm a parent and Steph's a parent and just that he's brought such empathy to what it would feel like to lose your son. Mm. You know, the true horror and in his case, a son who he had... Just not a great relationship with, and hadn't yeah. reconciled things with, and it, it. I just have been watching it and feeling, you know, Without, well, to, yeah. total respect for your work.
0: What made that really difficult is the fact that you're saying, you know, that Paul and and David didn't have a. They were not in a good place with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where David didn't want a bar of Paul, um, and it was just starting to come together when David died. It yeah, was, was just that
1: little sliver of hope, that wasn't
0: there? Be, yeah. Was yeah, the fact it that was so. We both finally had hope, and then it was taken away from it.
3: It was so good, like that series, that those couple of weeks worth of episodes with the build up to it all and everything, which we, we kind of knew we knew what was coming, but then it was so well done. What was that like when you kind of got the original scripts and everything that this was going to be happening, and um, David was obviously going to be leaving the show? Um, how? What did you think when you saw saw that? Did you think, oh? brilliant or were you like oh no this, this is going to be horrible to do or you hope it was well received by the audience i mean it was people have absolutely loved it people have thought it's been fantastic like it's been
2: such um, beautiful work I was so, gonna, from, I, every, from
3: everybody
0: it was so good yeah. I, got, I,
2: agree. I got the
0: script and i thought bloody hell not another bloody funeral i'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna sit around reading books all day <laughs> Do you think that do you,
3: do you did you think oh no I've got to do I've got to go serious I've got to, like are we are we hoping to do some fun stuff on the return to the show and they were like well actually we're going to do
0: this. Well we've so had lots. that like yeah yeah Steph,
2: I, Steph gets get get some fun stuff but this is like a window of time in the show that you're watching right now where it was really heavy.
0: Yeah. And and the thing about it was it was we we you know gave the greatest respect to Takayo who plays David. Um, played David, um, and yeah, gave him that respect because uh, Takaya a very cerebral actor, and he likes to get in—not not necessarily method actor, but he, you know, he, he really delves deep into it, and he's very serious about it, which is not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Um, and so we, we, you know, he wanted to make, give it everything he could, and we gave him that respect. So normally. And it sounds really bad, but you quite often if we're filming a funeral, because it's such a long, boring day or days, you know, you do. You're joking and piss around in between takes and you're reading your, your favourite book or you're you know, watching whatever on, on YouTube um, and just occupying yourself in between. But there's a lot of joking in between that. And what was bizarre about David's funeral is there was hardly any. It was actually quite a sombre day of filming. Um uh, yeah, which I, I sort of, I, I haven't had that very much.
2: But Takaya was. wasn't
0: there. No, he wasn't.
2: But you were just doing it in honor of but him. yes,
0: giving him the respect of what the, the death of David was. So. That's
1: beautiful. Well, the weather was terrible that day as well. That must have yeah. really added to the atmosphere. It was absolutely <laughs> it shocking.
0: It good though because it, it added to the, to the atmosphere at the funeral. It was actually really good.
2: Fun fact, I actually was driven out there at the very end of the day to shoot one shot of Chelsea rocking Standing up to the, the rain, funeral yeah. uninvited just to watch her love, Paul, and they cut <laughs> it. it wasn't, what? It wasn't oh, no! A...
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that. Oh, <laughs> that being cut. How it's
2: always know? fun when you end up on the uh, cutting room floor.
0: <laughs>
1: Especially when you've, ha- when
0: you've got your hair wet as well.
2: Yeah. So,
0: no, but it, it was so good. You don't remember that. I remember you coming out there. That I must you? have
2: been in the period of time when you you didn't like me. Yeah,
0: it probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He wasn't,
3: he wasn't talking to you that week.
2: He wasn't talking to me.
3: <laughs> it was really good, though. Like honestly, that we loved it. We, as I say, we kind of knew what was coming because i I'd, I'd get your thoughts on this guys as well. Like what are your thoughts on all the spoilers that go out? Would you like back in the day, obviously when, when you booked like, that, you've both been actors for a long time now um, in films or in TV shows and things like that. What are your thoughts on social media and the spoilers and everything? Cause we, we moan about it on our podcast every other week. Cause we want to just watch the show, have some yeah. fun and be surprised by things. But we, so we actually have to stay off social media now sometimes. Like, in the build-up to Takeya kind of leaving the show, we, we just shut down, even though we kind of knew what was coming. What do you think about spoilers? You'd rather just leave it and leave it alone, right?
0: Honestly, I don't give a rat's. Um, okay. But I do, I sympathise with the producers because so much time and effort and money... Um, from everybody goes into putting together a storyline, that and particularly a storyline that has a secret or, you know, something that yeah. is, is a bit of a surprise coming up. Mm. The last thing that they want is, to, you know, for somebody else who's spent no money at all on it to just jump the gun. Mm. Um, you know, I think that's terribly unfair on, mm. on the production. Um but and yeah, you know, I, I, as I say, I don't care because I've been doing it too long. But it's—I uh, I know there are some actors on the show that get really upset when uh, when their storyline is is put out uh, before it was meant to be put out.
2: How I really don't know how they are leaked. Like, yeah, how does this all leak?
3: Which <sighs> There's a mole. There's a mole in there. You need to keep an eye out. Viva. There weren't many spoilers before you showed
0: up, if I'm being honest. <laughs> well, well the, the funny thing that no, Beaver made me laugh the other That's day. Beaver made me laugh the other day because it was, it was uh, announced that possibly it was uh, extras or a, a particular extra that was possibly doing these leaks, um, which is not uncommon. Now that has happened you. before. Now yeah, now, who? well, when, when a leak goes out, um, quite often it comes from an extra. Um, because they're on set and they hear what's going on all the time. And mm-hmm. she turned around and uh, just to, to uh, paint the story, my son does extra work on the show. He's at uni, so as a part-time gig, he, he's an extra on the show often. <laughs> right you'll see. It. So
2: he's a colleague.
0: Uh, yeah. And she said it was Cameron. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, here's here's a really funny little niche story. One day we were shooting in the waterhole, and we would leave our scripts kind of around the side, mm. like kind of you know. There's a lot of lines to learn on Mm Neighbours and you have to constantly have your script nearby. But anyway, I went in between takes to reference my script into the little um, nook and found an extra reading my script.
0: Yeah. that's not the first time that's
2: happened. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So stuff like that, which, you know, okay, you, you just go, well, don't leave your scripts around, but it's sometimes it's impossible not to because you are, you're sort of you're racing to this, that and the other and, as Viva said, yeah. you know, you just put your script down and bang, into, into the scene. Um, and, yeah, it's not the first time that that's happened.
2: Yeah, and we're all very trusting. I mean, mm. you're just leaving your stuff around and trusting that uh, – Everyone's sort of a team player.
3: Mm. Has that extra never been seen since then? Have you like?
2: I didn't tell and eat one, except you.
0: Mm. Oh, I, yeah. I had them killed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Top villain strikes again. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stefan, do you, do you find that when when people come? Two neighbours, because you you know you have been on the show for so long and you are kind of the godfather of this show. Do you find that people are quite timid and meek around you, or how, how like like Vivi, You obviously a little bit intimidated when you, you first came on on set and you were like, "Oh, he doesn't like me." Do, do you
0: find that <laughs> often,
2: Stefan? Very intimidating.
0: I'm Not. <laughs> I'm not intimidating at all. She's being horrible. Um, <laughs> Yeah, people do. I, yeah, I've, I've had instances where people have, and, and I'm not aware of it. It's, it's either somebody will tell me or sometimes, you know, the penny will drop and I'm going, why are you acting that way? And they'll be sort of a bit standoffish or, or really shy. I just, um, I, I have a funny story. Many moons ago, I was uh, part of, or I was the prize in a competition, a neighbours' competition, and it was. <laughs> and, yeah, it was. Have <laughs> keep your mind above your belts, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was, what it was was uh, win a lunch with Paul Robinson at your house. So, and all of these right. people entered it, thousands, thousands of people entered it. Anyway, this um, this young girl won. And so I was ferried around to her house on the given day and they prepared lunch and all of that and the parents were there and a couple of other people from the family were there. Aww, all you know. And I had the film crew with me in the publicity department <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, hi, how are you? And she's greeting me and she's quite shy. And, uh, again, probably because she's like, oh, my God, it's, it's really Paul Robinson here. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was very, very shy but the, at the Amazing thing to me was we were having lunch and she was finally starting to open up. I was starting starting to crack the shell a bit and bring her out and we were starting to enjoy the lunch and chatting about this, that and the other, mainly about neighbours. And then all of a sudden she just says, oh, excuse me, gets up and walks out. And I'm like, what's going on? (laughs) And and somebody said, yeah, yeah, where's she going? And the mother said, oh, she's gone in to watch (laughs) neighbours.
2: She didn't want to miss an episode.
0: Didn't want to miss the episode. Of <laughs> Paul Robinson's in her lounge room. Yeah.
1: Well, so I mean, that's the beauty of streaming now, isn't it? You can watch it when you want. But uh, yeah. so we have a, a, like, like a little merch line for our podcast. Yeah, there you uh, go. There
0: go. Is that the time it's on now?
1: Uh, so that used to be the time it was on in the UK. Oh, yeah. There was two ins. There was a 1.45 show in and a 5.35. Obviously, we like when we watched it while we were in school, we couldn't watch the daytime one. So you yeah. had to be in front of that TV at 5.35. So you depended on your household. I, My family ate dinner quite early because my dad worked funny shifts. So yeah. I was hassling my mum like, can we get dinner ready? Can we get dinner ready? I need, I need, I need to be in front of the TV at 5.35. Or Adam, I think you might have been the other way around where tea was postponed until after Neighbours was done.
3: This is true, yeah.
1: 5.35 was Neighbours o'clock, definitely. Every, every weekday...
3: Um, that's when we used to watch Neighbours. Um, now so we can watch it whenever do you we want. Watch
2: it now in the UK, uh,
1: I think the episodes drop at seven AM on
0: uh, freev for us. I'm still getting my head around the fact of what exactly. I mean, that was a stupid thing I just asked about. Is that the time it's on? Of course, it's not because you just said it's on <laughs> streaming. Um, I'm still, <laughs> I'm, I'm still back in the day at one thirty-five and five thirty-five or one thirty and five thirty. Because remember, it used to be on in the middle of the day as well. So we no. still
2: have it on like a free to air major. network. Yes.
0: Yeah, you have it on ten, don't you?
2: Like that.
1: No. Oh, no, it's just freebie.
2: I think. Free
1: yeah. Just freebie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When we uh, when the first episode of the reboot uh, of the new chapter aired, we did do a watch along with all our listeners at five thirty five. As a, as a nice little throwback to, to to the days when when you had to watch it because otherwise you missed it, and I don't think. I don't think they did omnibus versions of Neighbors either back then. They would do it with the the British soaps, but not with the Australian ones. So you had to watch it or the, uh, you'd
0: missed it. Oh, I thought when it was on BBC, sort of later on when it was with BBC, it, it had an omnibus on Sundays. I may be wrong. I, I was just under the impression. Mm, I don't quite awesome remember.
1: Possibly, possibly. I don't remember that, though. Or maybe, but, then, but then again, there was the excitement of watching it day day to day. and. Mm. My sure.
2: brother was just telling me, I was talking to my brother on the phone last night and told him that I was going to be doing this podcast with you guys today and with Steph talking about Neighbours. And he was saying when he was last, well, when he was in the UK and staying with very close family friends um, and Neighbours came on, he was telling me how serious they took it, the ritual of it, and well, he would just start, like, chatting like cause he's like staying with them and their friends. And they'd be like, no, no, no dude. Like you actually can't talk. We don't, we don't talk
3: <laughs> I thought that was cute. People take it seriously, you know? Like we started this podcast for a bit of fun and just like a bit of nostalgia of when we used to watch Neighbours, but people really take it serious. Like people decide, like that's what I was saying about the Chelsea character. People decide straight away, Yeah. this bitch is evil. Like straight away, people are like not like you, Viva, like the character. Like this, we've got to watch this girl. She's dodgy. She's going to ruin Paul. He's been through so much, and she's taking advantage. And people are getting carried away. And we'll like we'll have a joke and laugh about it, and we'll like poke at, poke fun at the just funny things from the episodes and have a chat about it. But people take it serious, like scary serious.
0: Mm. It's, it's so interesting you to watch yourself. What you're all saying about the you know don't interrupt because I've actually rung friends in this is uh, before it was streaming rung friends in the UK forgetting that you know what time it is over there and they have said can you re- can you call me back I'm just watching Neighbours like, <laughs> all right <laughs> that okay. is so cute. Sure.
3: What, um, we've got to ask you, Stefan, as well, like, and and you too, Viva. Like, when it came back, when the show came back, obviously, it got cancelled. All those neighbours fans were sad, and we we were gutted that we could have to quit our podcast and everything. Um, was there ever a time when you weren't gonna do it? What, how, how did that come about? The reboot, were you straight away, of course, or were you like, well, I've kind of done this for a while. Um, I don't want any old ladies hitting me in the street. I want to kind of move on now. Like, what What were your thoughts when it came back? I know you probably spoke about that at the time, but
0: do you want to tell no, us about I, that? I have... Um, I, the state of mind back then, before it was uh, announced that it was back, was I'm in semi-retirement. That's it. I say semi-retirement because actors don't retire, they die. And... <laughs> So, so I was I was quite happy. I'd sort of set things up, and I was ready to do a lot of travelling and do all the things that I hadn't been able to do for the last twenty years. Um, and then Jason actually came and Jason came round. Jason being our uh, executive producer, Jason Herbison, he came round and uh, saw myself, uh, Ryan, Fletch, and Jackie, the uh, the big four as they call us. Yeah. And he personally came round to uh, tell us what was going on and ask if we wanted to come back and at the time I sort of after I picked up my jaw up off the counter I said oh yeah 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 why not and then he left and then I went oh god maybe." Oh, oh." (laughs) it it took about three people to talk me into it over a period of 24 (laughs) hours but I, I think in the end it was an easy decision because of the things that they said and I just went yeah you know what why not why not do it
3: and and you said earlier that you'd been to a high school reunion not so long ago. Was mm. this like a reunion, going back and seeing obviously the other big three, but then the other people from the show before? Did that have that kind of reunion feel when you all walked in? Was it all like, oh yeah, nice to see you and, and everything, or, or did yes, you hide and... from people
0: and like everyone was really intimidated by you again <laughs> in the car? Like, no, yes, and no, yeah, yeah. Luckily, I hadn't said anything wrong before I left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh no, it, it it wasn't it wasn't. There was uh, a third of the people there at, at the uh studios that I knew and knew very, very well, but there was two thirds who were all new people, particularly crew oh. more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um so it was it wasn't so much a reunion, it was more like first day at school. Um got to get to know everybody <laughs> and make friends and you know, sort out who who's gonna be bestie and who's not.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: didn't a while, but you found her. There you go. Yeah, that that position has now been taken of Bestie, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. V- Viva we're uh, we're
2: of... a nice duo, but we just we just work.
1: Just work. <laughs> it's all so nice. It's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Beva, I-, I wanted to ask you how how you came to neighbours, how that process was for you, and uh, how long ago that was, and-, and how that happened.
2: Um, I they just presented me with the role of Chelsea, and
3: oh. what she did he say about Chelsea? What did they? Yeah. Say- how did he get you?
2: Um, I well, I read some of the material, and I thought she seemed cool. Um. Yeah, I, I just liked the role. I actually didn't at first know that I'd be working with Steph. They were a little bit secretive about all of that, and then I found out the entire, a uh, huge storyline uh, was presented to me. Um, and yeah, it was. To be honest, it has exceeded my expectations. It's been That's really cool. fun. Yeah, and. What? A terrific, terrific morale amongst the cast and crew Um, and a lovely workplace. A really, really lovely, refreshing work environment.
3: It does feel like that, you know, like it does feel like it sounds silly, but it sounds like you are all friends and neighbours and all that kind of stuff just from watching it. And whenever we see like little interviews and little snippets, it looks like everyone's just having a great time making the show which can only add to the show right like
2: very jolly like people have such a sense of fun on set um which I hadn't really ever experienced to the same degree.
0: Well, no, because you're used to particularly working in America. Like drama. And that, yeah, and yeah. That, uh, but also the, the vibe on set with the, the segregation of departments and all of that. Yeah, and Whereas,
2: major hierarchies. So we, you'll have, yeah. like, the ATS stars and then the other actors and then you've got, like, the crew. And with that sort of, yeah, segregation and egos and stuff, yeah. it can be less welcoming and more i don't know so we don't a, we don't
0: have any segregation we do no. it's just you know we're all in well it all in you it do Still, have well i'm not just sure. Stefan <laughs> sat on his own at the top table <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> um <laughs> no it's like i mean it's adam for example adam noel who was our uh one of our 1st ads, <clears throat> been with the show for yonks unfortunately he left when the show finished um and he would, I remember we had some Americans visiting in the set. This wasn't Amazon. This was long ago. Um, some American visitors were uh, on set. And they later said to the producer, they said, oh, my God, you allow the, the assistant director to talk to the cast like that? Because he's just, ah, like, oh, come on, get on with it. Yeah, right. I, you know, and they would really just talk to each other the way like like makes do, rather than, oh, I've got to be very careful the way I talk to you and oh I can't talk to you and no eye contact and all of that. There's none of that. It's just like yeah.
3: <laughs> well that must add to just a great set and, and everyone's working and enjoy making the show, right? If everyone's make enjoy making the show, that's only gonna make the show better.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's what I say. You know, we we're of the opinion, well, I certainly am anyway. The person that uh, you know, the curtain curtain puller is just as important as the person out in front, uh, front on stage, because the person out on stage can't be there if there's not a person pulling the curtains open and closed. You know what I mean? Um, that's my analogy that I'm using. But and that's that's the feeling that's that we one. have at work. It's like everybody's there to do a job, and if that person doesn't do that job, then that person can't work either. Uh, or isn't, doesn't get to shine, or doesn't get to whatever, um, and and everybody's got an open door at work as well. There's there's none of this, you know, or no, you have to make an appointment, etc. Obviously, with J- somebody like Jason, who's incredibly busy and on the phone and doing appointments all the time, you've got to sort of pick your time with him. But he's always it's like, yeah, no, come in, let's let's chat about whatever.
1: Speaking of roles in neighbors and the cast and production and all that, and role that's kind of come round in the last five, six years, uh, is uh, an intimacy coordinator. Mm. Mm.
2: I will speak as as an actress who's had to do a lot of intimacy in other projects. Um, It's such a terrific contribution, that that new role in the industry to the industry and to productions. Um, Because even on a show like Neighbours, where it's PG and it's never going to be terribly explicit, you know, I, there are circumstances where an actor can feel unsafe and uncomfortable mm. and maybe just needs an advocate and just needs some boundaries and language established on set so that both the actors in the scene um, are respected. Mm. And, yeah, and yeah. I, and I we, definitely we've... feel that's established on Neighbours, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because yeah.
0: we've never, ever had... Uh, anything like an intimacy, intimacy coordinator before. Um, and I have to say, with me, I, because I've been doing it, and not just on Neighbours, on other shows as well, for so many years, so many decades, and it's just like, yeah, come on, let's get on with it, blah, 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 blah. you do the kiss, you do the thing, you do the cuddle, you do whatever, um, and, you've, and you, you orchestrate it yourself, you choreograph it yourself with the cameraman and the director and that, and you sort, of sort it out and make it work as best yeah. you think it's going to work. And I have to say, my, I, when I was told I was going to have an intimacy co- coordinator to do the kiss with the first kiss with Viva, um, and we had a session with her, uh, we, it was a bit like, oh, you know, you can't tell me to do that. I don't know exactly what to do. Don't tell me what to do. That was what was going in my head. I didn't say that out loud, but that's what's going like, on. You, know, you can't tell me what to do. I'll just get on with it. But I've, in hindsight, I was actually really grateful for the session because, a little secret, I was as nervous as hell having my first kiss with Beaver. Um, so it actually it not only did it choreograph it, uh, you know, the, the, the scene was choreographed correctly, but it was also, it took the, 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 um, the in, uh, trepidation and the fear out of what I was doing.
2: We were still both really nervous yeah, about yeah. it before, like on the day too. two. Mm, but, yeah, yeah, we had this um, intimacy rehearsal with our intimacy coordinator, Bailey, and, um, yeah, they actually told me that ordinarily they wouldn't call you in for an intimacy session. Mm. Was that your first session with an, the intimacy yeah, coordinator? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That they, they ordinarily day, yeah. wouldn't, but that it wouldn't actually have been fair on me because I was a new actor to the show. Mm. And... So just to sort of assume that I would be okay to do it without having an intimacy rehearsal wasn't there. So I'm glad they did that. Mm. Yeah.
0: And do you remember the other one? I don't know if it I don't think it's come up yet. And I am not giving you any spoilers, but there's a kiss, there's a particular kiss where it was awkward because of the position. Um, Viva was on the couch and I sort of came um, over to give yeah. her a kiss. And uh, it was just awkward because you've got what I always have to remember is my character's only got one leg. So sometimes, <laughs> it takes, you know, I'm always thinking about that and I'm thinking, well, how am I going to do this? You know, one legged man without the leg falling off has got to do it this way. I've he constantly
2: way. would bring it up. Like and, he's, he's constantly uh, saying, hang on, but what about my leg? And yeah. we're all like, just, just kiss the woman. <laughs> yeah. Like, just do it.
0: But it's so you've got all of this going on. And the intimacy coordinator, this wasn't Bailey this time, it was a, a, a I can't remember her name. Shocking, sure, that's terrible. But anyway, she was really good because she choreographed it in such a way that on screen it looks good. It looks natural. It looks well-formed. And, Is this the know,
2: one in the penthouse where we went from standing down to, to the yeah, – it was quite I mean, raunchy?
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, it was. I, bet, I don't think i have seen that one yet.
3: Some of it does get a bit raunchy. Like if it was on at 5.35 over here, I wouldn't be able to watch some of it with my mum. <laughs> like it's good that it's – is the now your mum would stop you, or you'd stop your mum? <laughs> We'd just be sat there, probably like Watch this face. Are you Maybe. able, like, are you able to take the show a little bit further? Whether whether it's intimate moments or whether it's I don't know, extra violent stuff and things like that, because it's now on like streaming service and over oh, here and really? not over there. Are you allowed it's to do good. a bit more with that?
0: Yeah, we, we got a PG rating a couple of years ago and that really, that changed the goalposts, that mm-hmm. moved the goal, goalposts completely because we have, since day one, we've been G rating. And I mean, when I first started on the show, you weren't allowed to say toilet, you weren't allowed to say wow. pregnant. Um, so you weren't
2: allowed to say sex?
0: You weren't allowed to say sex. Uh, you know, because it was a G rating in the 80s. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: now, you know, it's it's quite astonishing. Yeah. What it and and Beaver, I mean, it's...
3: Viva said ass, I think, last week.
2: Did I? I think yeah, so.
3: You, you said yeah.
2: ass, yeah. So we were doing another intimacy scene, the two of us in the penthouse, and there's, it ramps up. They're a spicy couple. They They just, they get a bit... They it must be really good. We decided <laughs> getting
0: excited about We this.
2: decided that they have really good sex yes. because they, they just it's sustained. You two
3: have just decided that. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, it, it makes so much sense. And yeah. and future Adam and JK when watching the, the storyline play out will remember this conversation. It just makes sense. <laughs> like, there's a lot of fuel going on in that bedroom. But we were doing another one and it was on the couch in the penthouse and I put uh, Stefan's hand on my thigh because Chelsea's sort of doing a little seductive thing, and, and Stefan would always be like, are we allowed to do that? It's <laughs> <My> a <laughs> hand on a thigh.
0: It was on a naked thigh as well. It wasn't like she wasn't wearing dress. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I was
2: wearing a dress.
0: You're, well, no, you weren't wearing so a dress, wear you were wearing, wearing a shirt.
2: No, I was wearing – this is an. Oh, this is the other one. Oh, so there's okay, a, there's a <laughs> see, there's so a lot of saucy scenes. There's another one where I had like a high split, yeah, like a – a sexy dress that had a high split up the thigh. And Mm. and so I moved his hand there and Steph was like turned to the director and said, is she allowed to do that? And he goes, (laughs) yeah,
3: let's do it. She's in full seductive mode there, Chelsea. What are some of your like go-to moves? What, what are your, is it like high split? Does that, does that work every time? What are some of your moves that you've used in the past?
0: She, Actually, in the bedroom, t- she's, she's got a pole in the bedroom in the penthouse now. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I've told Scott <laughs> this, it's quite uncomfortable because so many of this intimate scenes between us are initiated by Chelsea and it's just a weird thing when as an actor you have to be the one like constantly moving in for like just making the moves mm. Like, can he make the moves? Like, this is just getting a little (laughs) bit one-sided and also, I don't know, I'm a bit shy. There's there's a lot. Chelsea's got some real gusto. Let's just say, she's she's got game.
0: You'll you'll see why Paul hangs in there.
1: (laughs) 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 That is brilliant (laughs) stuff. Uh, Before we go, I did want to ask you about, uh, Vivi, you did mention to me when we were... We were messaging back and forth about uh, your first kiss in the hotel room. You had a really funny story about that, so I'd like to oh, finish with that. If it that's okay, we've
2: already touched on it a bit, wow. and that was that we um, were both. Well, this was in the this was in the period where, where he wasn't talking to me, so we weren't <laughs> I was friends.
0: talking to you. Apparently, I just didn't <laughs> talk to you very much.
2: We weren't friends, and um, we were just colleagues. Well, we we're we're still colleagues, but we were just um, we didn't have we didn't do lunch mm. like we weren't doing lunch. And, uh, and so I remember being in the makeup room and all the actors have their toothbrushes and I was brushing my teeth knowing that I was about to go in and do this kiss and then and Steph comes in. And he's like, is this the kissy kissy scene? I'm like, oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he starts brushing his teeth and then we're still talking and then we meet out on set and our intimacy coordinator, Bailey's there and everyone's like, all right, the big kiss. So you know what we're referring to when he knocks on the door and Chelsea opens the door yeah. and has set it up that he comes and she's going to kiss him and draw him in and it works. But anyway, again, I had to initiate that and I was terrified. So in between takes, picture me hiding out in the bathroom of that hotel room set, literally doing these ones. Like <laughs> just like squealing that I actually had to do it. And they'd be like, all right, Viva, you ready? Rolling. And I'd like, come back out.
0: But you know what? (laughs) But the irony about this is, we were both so nervous about the kiss. And then the very next scene that we recorded after the kiss was us naked in bed. Well, I had that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. When I said naked, that's why you didn't see it all, but the inverted commas, naked. Um, And that that was it. Oh, yeah, here we go. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, do that. There, yeah, was, I, we, there was no qualms about that. But well, I we think the kiss, the kiss broke the ice. Yeah. The I kiss broke, broke
2: the ice. That, yeah. And then he started talking to me because yeah. he, he
0: realised... <laughs> he had
3: to after that. If he'd still didn't speak to you after that, that would have been... <laughs> that, yeah, that would
1: have been too pro. <laughs>
3: Especially because you were both so minty fresh from brushing your teeth as well. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, not going to waste <laughs> this. <Yeah.
1: laughs> I actually can't remember the last time I brushed my teeth and then kissed my wife, to be honest. You
3: know, yeah. she, she has been through so much like yeah i feel bad for everyone i,
2: I actually believe everyone um is, is owed that respect i'm a firm believer that in brushing teeth before a kiss on screen or off
0: so and, yeah, and as well you're like- your husband every time <laughs> free you do- hang on a second
2: well if it's going to be a raunchy kiss oh, yes okay.
0: yeah okay all right
2: yeah
3: what? What are your thoughts on like either screen kiss or real life kissing with your eyes open or closed? Closed. Of course, it is closed. That is the correct answer. Good,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. I I find just automatically I do it in character, no matter which character I'm playing. Although maybe one day I might play a character where I'm like
2: creepy. Yeah,
0: creepy. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Jay, are you listening to this? No, I just I, I, I did admit was- one. On the so, podcast that I kiss with my eyes open. He's so weird. <laughs> and Bega's say that- face says it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you
2: say that again. I only miss. I only got the last bit.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I do kiss with my eyes open sometimes. Not Wait, all the time, afraid, but sometimes. Are you afraid you're going to miss something? Yeah, I, I want to get the whole view. And- what it's like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all blurred,
3: man. Yeah. So <laughs> odd. So odd. That's actually...
2: Um, compliment to your wife because yeah.
1: it means that <laughs> she's yeah.
2: so lovely you want to take her
1: in thank you I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna work on the i'm gonna work on the toothpaste thing as well i promise you that's there's, there's the one takeaway from this conversation
2: <laughs> Tip Chelsea. yeah
3: so guy like we'll, we'll let you go in a second because you've given us more time than than we thought ever possible which is so kind of you we, we'd be Fools to not ask you about episode 9000, though, and what's coming next for you both in the show. Um, what, I know you, we, we don't do spoilers and things like that, but what can, what, what can you tell us? Can you tell us anything about what's coming up? First of all, Viva, Chelsea is not in the main titles of the show. And that we always keep an eye on that for whether people are going to be sticking around or not.
2: I don't know why. Yeah, you need to speak what? to the producers. Yeah, yeah we we, we cannot talk about the future of Chelsea on the show. No. Okay. It's it's all very um, secretive and also, um, yeah, there's a big roller coaster ahead.
0: I'd love to tell you everything about what's going on. I really would. But two things. First of all, I'd have to kill you if I did know. And the other thing is I've just said I don't know. One, because I filmed it ages ago, and I've got to see if she'll she'll contest that. He
2: really does. Let's not take it personally.
1: Um, Excellent. Well, to be honest, just the fact that it's, that you can't say just makes me even more excited about it. It really does. We're just looking forward to see what happens as (laughs) well.
2: Delicious ups and downs and um, wicked turns of events. We're so
1: excited for the ride.
2: In fact, this relationship has just begun Mm. so watch
0: this space yeah it's that's all we can really tell you it's 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 a joyous ride coming up
1: yeah excellent well when whenever this joyous relationship whenever the wheels may come off this relationship if that ever happens down the line we'd love to both get you on again and then we can actually talk about the whole the whole story as as a whole that'd be wonderful to get you two on again to do that that's great
2: yeah